Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast dedicated to discussions on digital marketing and patient engagement strategies for hospitals, health systems, and physician practices. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into digital tools, solutions, and strategies that are impacting our industry today. We hope to share a lot of great information with you and have fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to Touchpoint. Welcome to episode number 296. I am Reed Smith, and I'm just here by myself. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, but I am going to actually bring Chris in in just a minute. But before I do, I wanted to give a quick plug for the website, touchpoint.health. Like every week, I'm going to give a quick plug for the TPS report. So if you make it over to the website, again, touchpoint.health, you'll know something called the TPS report up in the top navigation. If you click on that, name, email address gets you a weekly email from us with a few articles to start your week. So just another way that hopefully we can provide a little bit of value to you outside of just this audio recording. You're probably asking yourself, why are you here by yourself? Actually, you're probably not really asking yourself that. However, I will tell you, Chris is actually as I record this at ShishMed. ShishMed, uh, again, the uh, Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development, which is a subset of the American Hospital Association, the AHA, uh, has an annual conference. Chris is there doing some field reporting, and we're gonna use this week to bring you those conversations. So I will take a quick pause here. We'll be back and uh, let Chris kind of walk you through how marketing is helping with recruitment retention, consolidations of hospitals, vendors, patient experience, all the fun stuff that they're talking about. So quick pause here and then uh, you'll get Chris on the flip side. Thanks and we'll see you next week. Chris, in today's digital age, your online reputation, as we all know, is crucial. With customers relying on online reviews, your first impression is also compared directly with your competitors. Sure is. And Reed, consider this. 86% of patients today read online reviews and 73% demand that that healthcare provider has a minimum four-star rating. Demand. They demand it. Yeah, they do. Well, to stand out, choose reputation to help amplify your brand and to build trust. Be the provider of choice in your area, understand patient sentiment, get actionable insights, and even foster patient loyalty. And look, here's the easy way you could do that. All you need to do is go visit reputation.com slash touchpoint. That's reputation.com slash touchpoint, where you can download their healthcare online reputation management guide and build a reputation that performs for you. All right, I'm here with Ed Bennett at the Shishmid 2022 conference. Ed, um, tell us a little bit about yourself for people who don't know. Okay, well, I've been in the the business since uh, the late 90s. Uh, Worked at the University of Maryland Medical System for almost 20 years managing their digital program. And that's when I got to know uh, Chris and so many other people. And uh, left uh, a few years ago to start a new business, which is a, a directory of vendors for our industry called MarTech.Health. 
Yeah, it's a great resource for people that are listening in that might want to go visit it. Um, we'll link to it in the show notes for sure. Uh, so, Ed, we're here at the conference. Yep. Uh, and I know you and, you and I have been participating in a lot of different conversations, yeah. talks, whatever. Yep. What's a big? What's one thing that you learned? Well, I think the uh, the main thing that I've, I'm seeing, because I'm really focusing on the exhibitors and the vendor space, mm-hmm. is uh, how remarkable is the amount of consolidation that's going on. Um, there are several... There are several booths here where what used to be four separate companies are now being grouped under one company. Uh, so a lot of those mergers and acquisitions going on. Um, I think in a, in a sense it's a good thing. Uh, these cycles go, you know, we go back and forth in these cycles. But I think it's, it's ripe for the smaller companies that have very specialized services to group together with other companies so they can provide the entire um, you know, menu of things that a client needs. Uh, but name changes and uh, domain name changes and uh, all that stuff, it gets a little confusing for people. It sure does. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm thinking about like with hospitals and health systems, they're kind of going through a similar think, approach, right? right, right. About we're starting to come together. I'm wondering if this represents an overall trend as maybe a response to the pandemic. What are your thoughts? I think it's an overall trend. I think it's been sped up because of the pandemic, uh, because of course that puts stress on the, uh, the, on the vendors. Uh, and a, a horrible stress on the hospitals. So now we have uh, hospitals that have less money to spend, uh, and maybe they can't have the luxury of going to two or three different very specialized firms. They need a, one place that gives the whole package that might be a little more economical for them. Uh, so I think it's a smart move on the vendors. Uh, they're kind of responding to the market needs. Um, but it's... Uh, it's interesting. And, and there's also a lot of new vendors here, people I have never heard of before. Uh, and they tend to be folks that have been very successful in other vertical markets. Uh, and they're now coming to healthcare because they have a solution and think it's a, a good fit. From what I see, it usually is a good fit. Uh, but now they're trying to figure out how do I, how do I handle selling something to a hospital. Oh, right. Uh, so that's a, that's a whole education going on there. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah. And I know you've been on the show a couple of times before, and we talked about, like, you know, that sometimes the consolidation of vendors mm-hmm. can result in sort of a, a not-so-robust environment, right? right? Um, and then we also talked about outside entrants coming into the marketplace, yep. right? So do you think that these represent, like, Uber trends that we're going to be seeing? Yes, definitely. I think, I think what's happening is that because the... Uh, consolidation of hospital systems, which has been going on now like 15, 20 years, is still accelerating. And I think what's happening mostly is now hospi- small hospital uh, systems are being pulled into larger hospital systems. Well, suddenly you have a marketplace where you have a, a small group of very, very large entities with much larger bu- budgets. And so now we're seeing a very large uh, marketing agency and ad agencies that are coming in to the health market for the first time, primarily because they now have prospects that can afford them. And so we're going to see, uh, I think, a real shift from the sort of smaller vendor company that we're used to taking working in this niche space to some of the much larger organizations coming in and, and trying their hand at this. That's really great insights, Ed. You know, um, you're always a font of wisdom here, and you're you can see the big trends. I, yeah, I, I, being in the industry for so long, right. I think we can see those big trends, and we definitely will have you on for okay. like a deeper conversation That'd a little be great. later about this. But um, why don't you mention again where oh, people can right. find more about you? Okay, well, go to martech.health, and uh, you'll see a contact page there. I'm Ed 
uh, ed at martech.health. Mm -hmm. And uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, I'm here at Shishman 2022 with Justin from Monagle. Justin, you've been on the show before, but maybe just really briefly, just tell people who you are, what company you work with. I'm part of Monagle, one of the principals, and oversee our work in healthcare. We're a brand experience agency. We work across insight, strategy, and experience creation for healthcare and outside of healthcare as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you've been on the show before, shared some great insights, there's some great resources. We'll link to your site in the show notes so people listening in can get that. But you know, uh, here we are at this conference. A lot of people are talking about things. What do you think is top of mind? What's the number one thing that you're walking away with? Yeah, I think what, what we're seeing across the board, both among the, the attendees, the people that are participating here, and then also with the goals of many of the providers and what they're trying to do with their internal audiences, external audiences, all about reconnection. Yeah. Whether it's reconnecting here with colleagues that you haven't seen for a considerable amount of time, or reconnecting with people from a patient and a consumer standpoint um, across your, your markets and geographies. It seems like there's this hunger for reconnection and a deepening of a relationship, um, both internally with workforce, but also with the, the people that we serve, the communities we serve. Yeah, you mentioned two things there, right? The workforce and then the community serve. Let's talk a little bit about the workforce sure. too, because that is a top, top of mind topic uh, of people around here, right? And I've seen some sessions about that. Um, Re-engaging the workforce, that's a big challenge for health systems, right? Yeah, it, it's an incredible challenge. We've never faced some of the labor volatility that we, we are now facing. And many organizations have to rediscover and reconnect with what they stand for and why their employees should care about it. We've spent so much time building brands for our consumer audiences. It's time to also build that brand for our internal stakeholders as well and make sure that they can connect with it in an easy and very human way. Yeah, I always think about brand development. I mean, the, the, the biggest brand advocate are your own employees, right? 100%, and yeah. the best brands are built from the inside out, where you start with employees and build it from their needs and their expectations. They deliver your experience every single day. Yeah, and you know, organizations, we spend a lot of time understanding our brand and how consumers react to our brand. It's high time for us to use these same kind of tools around research and understanding our own employees and how they perceive our brand. Too, it, right? From our perspective, it's one of the shifts that's going to happen in brand building across the board is that organizations, while we've been so oriented to consumers, we think there's going to be a shift where we're focused first on employees and maybe even prioritizing employees and our workforce before our consumers. That kind of reprioritization could be a really interesting challenge and opportunity as we all build our brands and our experiences. Right. And, you know, I, I know Monaco does a lot of research around this, and you've worked with organizations both on their own employees, understanding them and bringing that back to their brand work, but also with consumers. Consumers are not not important, right? They're still prioritized here, right? A absolutely, 100%. But I think we've we tended over the last maybe 10 or so years to put, in, put those consumers at maybe 80, 90% of that prioritization. I think we're going to see more balance. I think it'll be 50-50. What do our consumers need? What do, our, what do our employees need? Not only our employees now, but our staff of the future. And let's find a bit more balance in the force, so and, to speak. And, and that's the sweet spot, right? If That'll we could be. develop a brand that can appeal to not only people that are working there, but also to people utilizing our services, that makes us a really powerful dynamic healthcare organization, right? More dynamic, more powerful, and more connected. And, and again, it gets back to that hunger that people have for reconnection. That's what we're trying to get to. Justin, thank you so much for all your time. And it's great, some great insights. I appreciate spending a few minutes with you. Great to see you, Chris.
Coming soon from Greystone, Bowstring, and Touchpoint Media, live from HCIC, a new podcast that brings you front row access to the latest innovative strategies that are shaping tomorrow's healthcare industry. In this 12-part series, as recorded live at the Healthcare Internet Conference, we'll hear from industry experts such as Paul Madsen of the Cleveland Clinic, Kathy Smith of Roper St. Francis Healthcare, David Feinberg from Mount Sinai Health System, Rose Glenn from Michigan Medicine, and many others. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast series is brought to you by Greystone.net, Bowstring, and Touchpoint Media. All right, I'm here with Reva Thompson from Writer Girl. Reva, this is your first time on the show. Oh, yeah, happy to be here. I Thanks know. so much. Well, and you're, you're not new to us, so we know you. We've known you for a long time. Yeah. Um, but people listening in may not know what company you're with. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. I'm with Writer Girl and Associates. We are a content consultancy. Um, we work across the entire healthcare ecosystem, providing strategy services, writing services, anything on the content spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Reba, we're here at Shishman 22. This is my 11th year. 11th year. Yeah. Wow. So you've seen a lot of things yeah. come and go. Absolutely. What are you hearing that's the newest topic du jour? What are people talking about? Yeah, I think coming off the pandemic, um, looking at the great resignation, everybody wanting something new, wanting something different, feeling stifled of the last two years, and now it's leaving all of these marketing departments, communication departments, digital departments, with a ton of vacancies, and that is vacancies in FTEs, vacancies in skill sets, um, and they're really looking for how do I keep the lights on? How do we um, get our workload completed temporarily while we're hiring, which, you know, hiring process takes forever. Yeah. So a gap could be three to six months. How do we fill that, just that gap, and continue the momentum? So I'm hearing a lot about that. Yeah, um, well, let's talk about that a little bit, because I think... Um, when, you, when, when we talk about this great resignation, right, one of the things that I've noticed is people that are in the marketing, in my case, digital marketing space, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of opportunity for them right now to kind of find other alternative places to work, right? That's absolutely. Absolutely. New. And it's, it's really interesting. People like yourself are mm-hmm. representing healthcare organizations that they don't even live in the same half of the country. You can now work for an organization mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Um, a, a colleague of mine, she lives in Columbus, and her health system is in Virginia. And right. she's working in Columbus, and she travels a few times a, a month. And so that's a whole other new dynamic that this offers us, right? right. Opportunity that's not just where we live anymore. Mm-hmm. It's opportunity across the entire spectrum and, and country. Right. And then we also have all these like outside entrants coming into our space. Yep. And so they're looking to hire marketers, content writers, digital yep. people to fill their... And it becomes really a bit of a challenge for organizations to retain their staff and also, mm-hmm. you know, attract newer mm-hmm. people to come work for them, yeah. right? Right. So what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's go a little bit further with that because, you know, sort of the work that you do, your organization does, and, my, and what I do, my, my team does, we're very specialized too, mm-hmm. right? Very so niche. Like, we're we're yeah. a very niche yeah. part of a like, kind of an integrated. Um, marketing communication structure, and I guess with, in your case, you do a lot of work that's even outside of marketing and communications, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, you know, what would be your advice to people that are working in hospitals and health systems right now, as they're looking at their team and maybe considering, hey, maybe some of my team is a little bit, you know, 
um, potentially at risk of going. Yeah. How do we? How do you keep them energized? What would you? What would you recommend to them? Because you do that there at Writer Girl. Yeah, I think you just have to seize the moment. Mm. I mean. I think more than ever, culture is super important. And Mm -hmm. culture doesn't mean culture as a team. Um, It's individual needs, right? Mm -hmm. What you need and what I need are completely different things. And so it's tuning in as a leader to the culture of the team, but also the culture of the individual. What what does each person on your team need to be Mm -hmm. successful, to feel valued, to feel heard, Mm -hmm. to feel like they matter in their job and that they're making a difference and that they're an important part of the team? And it does go down, in my opinion, to a very individualized effort. You can't take that effort across your department. It has, right. to, it has to drill down to each individual. Right, exactly. And really get them to enjoy what they're doing, right? I, I think I was, I was talking about earlier with some colleagues about finding the purpose, right? The yes. purpose of what we do. Healthcare is a very purpose-driven industry. Mm-hmm. Yet it seems that through the last couple of years, because of all of the things that have gone on, that that sense of purpose has kind of slipped away from us. Yeah, it's because there's no, there was no time to re-energize around the purpose, mm. right? And the demands were so great, and the immediacy of crisis communication and crisis digital solutions and crisis everything, there was no space. Mm-hmm. There was no time for the deep work, mm-hmm. for the creative thinking, for the reigniting the reason why we're all doing this, right. to like better the healthcare community, to empower the healthcare conversation, to help people make better decisions, to change health disparities, to all of the things that mm-hmm. really, really why we all started in marketing and in healthcare. Because we could be doing retail. Yeah. Easily. I mean, which, you know, yeah. it's eh, fine. You could be writing social media posts for a coke, right. you know, <laughs> right. but this is really this purpose is ma- driven, yes. right? Yes. And so kind of tapping back into that. Okay. So now you work with a lot of organizations. Your, your company is sort of an augment of what they do, or sometimes you wholesale kind of support their content. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Cause that's also the dynamic of we're going to bring in some outsiders to help us. That could also cause a little bit of a, I, I don't know, I, challenge maybe is that too strong of a word? Yeah. I think again, people are, can be territorial right there of their job and their workload. And is somebody going to come in and take my things and Mm -hmm. take charge? And I think, so we have a unique opportunity to be complimentary and no, it's not about doing what you're doing. It's about taking it one step further Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. allowing you to do what you love and maybe what you don't love. We do. Right. And giving people the space to do that. And, but we've had to be really unique in our offerings recently because um, helping f- f- fulfill FTEs is not really what we've ever, I mean, done before. But so we started some unique, like six month offerings and, and things mm-hmm. to help people just get through that, the hiring process and and all that. So we've had to pivot a little bit as well, mm-hmm. um, which is is exciting because again, more work of what we love to do. Right, right. And you know, and what's interesting about that is having organizations like yourselves, right, in this space, it 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 helps because. For us working in health systems, the the work is not going away. In fact, right. the demand is increasing. You need to do more. Right. Right. So our leaders are saying you need to do more. You need to do it faster. You need to do this. And having the ability to kind of augment or or support compliment. I like the compliment. compliment yeah. I'm going to start using compliments and yeah. augment. Yeah. Right? There you go. Creating complementary offerings um, or, or uh, solutions can really help for us to meet our business goals and also meet the, the needs of what our organization mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah, and they're not so permanent, right? right? It's not like, oh, we're stuck in this forever, and that's scary too. Right. You want to be able to, there's a right amount of in-house, outsourced, you know, 
collaborate between the two and mm -hmm. it's finding that balance and every organization is different based on size based on scope based on strategic initiatives efforts going on but it does it does allow it to not be so permanent that i right. think can be scary for people to be like absolutely you know, plus it's a much quicker to get those people oh, in and help right yes. so I mean that's the other that's the other benefit here, and you know I I, I speak for that from like it, that extends all over, um, and it's not like, unfortunately for the nursing staff you could do that, but those are called traveling nurses and they charge three to four times, right? It's, it's not affordable. Yeah. Yeah, I it's mean, not affordable. It's, yeah. At least in the marketing communication space, there is some affordability and yes. some efficiency with that. So. And everything that you're getting is pure deliverable. I mean, you're not getting the water cooler talk because. Mm -hmm. It's, that's not what you're paying us for, but your right. internal staff, you absorb what they say, 20 to 30% of not, it's not working time oh, yeah. in a FTE's right. world. So you get true production with that time, with that, with those money. That's awesome. Deliverables. I mean, I think, I think that that's an important thing for us to hear. Uh, you know, as we come out of the pandemic, we're feeling all these pressures. We're feeling like we have to like perform better, perform faster. And, uh, you know, it's like taking a step back and saying, well, what's the right, what's the best way we can do this? Mm -hmm. What's the right way to do this? I've been talking a lot with, you know, in my organization about what is, what's the hybrid working model look mm -hmm. like? And not what I mean by that. It's not just like people working at home and coming right. in. What I mean is hybrid with our partner vendors. Professionals right? across the space. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The solution providers and the organizations themselves all coming together to, again, capitalize on that purpose and particularly since now marketing and communications is getting into other spaces like recruitment and oh, helping with you know inter internal comm hr executive right. communications like um because i mean through the pandemic executives have never had to communicate so much in their lives yeah and so yeah it's it's just sprawling across nursing communications everything everything yeah. everything's about that well reba this has been really great conversation. I really appreciate talking to yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for having um, me. Tell people a little bit more about where they can find more about you and your company. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can uh, go to the web, www.writergirl.com. Send us an email at hello at writergirl.com as well, and we'd love to chat. All right, I'm here with Jeff Spear from Revive Health. Jeff, you and I know each other for a couple of years now, yes, right? Yes, Chris. So, Good so, to be here. But uh, first time on the show, so tell people a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Chris. I'm Jeff. I'm with Revive. I'm on our strategy team and been working in healthcare for way too long, so 22 <laughs> years on the agency side. Wow, that's a long time, and you've seen a lot of different perspectives of things that's going on. And you actually presented here at Shishman. Yes, I did. Talk a little bit about that. Thanks, Chris. Uh, we talked about nurse nurses and workforce engagement and really how that should be healthcare marketers' number one responsibility now. Nurses are totally burned out. I think everybody knows that. But marketers, this has been something that's usually been on the HR side. Right. But now it really should be the marketing side because if you think about it, nurses are like consumers and they're trying to pick who their employer is. And if you don't have a brand two nurses, then you're not going to win. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And in fact, you know, I was saying earlier with some other people that uh, a good healthcare system brand appeals strongly to their own employees. And it seems like throughout the last couple of years, maybe it's a pandemic, I'm not sure, but we've really sort of commoditized nursing, right? And, and kind of isolated them. What's your thoughts on that? That's totally true. But I mean, Really, they've been commoditized the entire time they've been a profession. It's a female-dominated workforce, uh, much like teachers, that, sorry to say, but men usually say, well, we can tell you how to do it better. Yeah. But that's not the case. These are professionals. They want autonomy. They want um, the responsibility. 
and they know what they're doing. And they also needed to be paid better and have much better working conditions. Yeah. And, and that's what our healthcare system needs. So I think marketers, most of us, we know this, and we really need to step up to the plate and talk to our leadership about how we're gonna transform the work environment for our nurses so that we are um, employers that, that they wanna work for. Yeah, it's almost like applying all the things that we do for consumers now to our nursing audience, right? We under, trying to understand what their needs are and then using the tools that we have at our disposal to really start to shape those experiences, right? That's exactly right. Uh, one of our clients, uh, she told me, this is our number one service line and why aren't we treating it as such? So I'm taking a marketing approach with them lead gen, nurturing, the long journey there, why wouldn't I treat it just like a consumer? So, I'm in Minnesota. Our nurses just went on strike. Yes, right? I saw that. And it's very challenging, right? It's a very challenging. What's our way through? Do you think marketing is, we're at the table now, but how can we help to kind of shift this in our industry? Look, it's tough, especially when, when nurses are organizing, they're raising their voices about what they want and need, and that puts your health system right on the front lines of pressure. I think every health system needs to have a vision for what they will step up and do for nurses and other clinicians, including physicians, by the way. Med students are organizing. There's been talk by Eric Topol years ago about why physicians should be in a union. Wow. Yeah, so I think you need to have a vision about what your commitment is to make things better. I don't think any nurse expects things to change overnight, and they, they certainly understand the realities of the business. But you at least need to have a vision of what you're committed to doing to make things better, and that needs to be talked about publicly. Great insights into this. And, I mean, people that are listening are going to want to know a little bit more about you and your organization. How can they do that? Thanks, Chris. Please go to reviveagency.com. We're an integrated marketing agency that really work with healthcare companies that are leading the way. Awesome. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks again. Thanks, Chris. Here with Jessica from Care Sherpa. Jessica, you've been on the show before, but people listening in, they may want to know more about you. A little bit of background. Hi, Chris. Thanks for asking me to come on today. So, yes, Care Sherpa, Jessica Walker, and we support patients in the last mile of their journey for elective procedures and service lines. Really passionate about patient and employee experiences. So here at Shishman 22, we're all here. We're hearing a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of different trends that are we're, we're discussing right now because we're kind of in this, I don't, wouldn't call it post-pandemic, but we're coming out of it and we're... You know, and there's a lot of issues. What are you hearing from your people you're talking to? It's been really interesting. The two main themes I've been hearing this whole time has been around uh, staff turnover and how that's impacting marketing's ability to move patients forward and grow volume in addition to budget cuts. So those two pressures on our marketing friends create this perfect storm of how do I have the ability to grow when I don't have people and now I don't have any money. So looking for alternative outsourced partners such as CareSherpa to help support them, other ways to digitize the patient experience. And so I think it's really kind of creating that influx of like a major flashpoint in our industry. Yeah, well, I mean, we we do work with outsource partners. I mean, mm-hmm. that's since I've been in this space. Yes. I mean, there's been always have outsource partners, mm-hmm. but I think the 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 shift of who those outsource partners Agreed. are is mm-hmm. shift is different, right? It is, and I think that there's now more of a appetite to then look at new partners. And I don't want to say go so far as say innovation, because some organizations still it's a scary word, big change, right? Mm-hmm. But these little micro pilots of organizations, you know, that have grown to be able to come in and say, let's try something different. Let's prove the model so that our executives can see that you know we're not going to completely disrupt our processes, but then show the incremental change. And I think that that's what the shift 
shift and they have to, right? So we can't afford a big boom. And so let's look at other micro projects. You know, I was talking to Ed Bennett earlier mm -hmm. and he was saying that he's also noticing that a lot of these vendors are partnering together in new ways. Yes. And that's always been a challenge too, because mm -hmm. that's not a natural thing, right? As you, if you outsource, because there's a lot of overlap. What are yeah. you seeing there? No, very much so. I would say that um, your smart partners are doing that. So CareSharp, as an example, partners closely with Eruptor, LionShare, Deliver Health, and that is the exact reason, is that we know we're better together. If I can integrate and make your life easier as a marketer, then it helps you from a frictionless experience. And so I think that the great partners are open to this and will embrace the change. Right, and you have to have a sort of, sort of mindset too, right? Yes. I mean, that's the other yes. thing, right? It's like, well, we're, we're not competing anymore. No, we're well, all trying to lift the boat, right? We have a, we have a mindset at CareSharp, which is if you're doing the right thing by the patient, you're doing the right thing. Well, we extend that also to our client partners. If you're doing the right thing by the client, then you're doing the right thing. And I'd say that our friendlies or other organizations, that that's at the end of the day, we want to take care of our partners. And so if that's your driving force, then absolutely, why would you not? I think that's really important to say, mm -hmm. right? And it's it's like, I remember, you know, in, we would try to get all these partners together in, in like a big... Summit or something. Summit, yeah, 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 like, mm. but it's really about yeah. it, it, finding the right mindset of those people oh, absolutely. that are to work together. I love that. Well, and like Private Health News and I were talking about another shared client partner and we brought in another organization and said, okay, they have this problem. How can we be better together and help bring a solution to them? And it's a proactive approach, right? Like if I'm really tied into what you are struggling with and what your issues are, and if I can bring a solution, and sometimes it may not even be business for what we're doing, but like I want to help you, and we call that the service heart. And so again, leading with that, having that in the best mindset. And if you look around this trade show floor, right, there's been lots of changes and partners, but the ones who are here consistently, I believe, they do that because they are consistent with their relationships and their outcomes. Right, exactly. And you know, much like we in hospitals and health systems, we kind of look for what other people are doing and how are they doing it better. It's, it's similar mindset here now. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's really, I think it's a really profound approach to how you manage your, your, your relationships where you take your uh, your, your vendors and you mm -hmm. elevate them to become really your partners yes. in the future growth. Well, it's a trust thing, right? Yeah. If we think about this industry, we joke it's a one degree of separation relationship, right? Yeah. I've been in the space for 15 years. I know you've been obviously long, you know, the relationships and that's where you get elevated because you know who you can trust to work with. But at the end of the day, it comes down to do you deliver? Are you consistent? And do you do the right thing? And so, you know, ultimately those are the organizations that are going to continue to last. Yeah, we said this earlier, right? Yeah. Like your reputation precedes you. Right? 100%. In this space. Great conversation, Jessica. So where, again, where people can find you? Thanks, Chris. So Jessica Walker with CareSherpa, caresherpa.com. Find me on LinkedIn. Love to have like more connections there. So the thank you so much. little llamas. Uh, all the way. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, thank Chris. You. All right. I'm here with Greg Gossett. And Greg, tell us where you're from. I'm from Denver with uh, HealthAware. With HealthAware, right. And you've been on the show before. I have. Right? Yeah. So, but now HealthAware is part of a larger ecosystem of companies, right? So talk yes. a little bit about that. Yeah. So we uh, joined forces with Medicom mm -hmm. and Eruptor um, because we are, we really see the value in generating the lead and tying it together to the converting the lead. Mm -hmm. And um, so we've, we've worked with each other for many years and so we came together. Yeah. And then Medicom was our competitor. We said, let's just join forces. <laughs> join forces, right. And now it's the best of both worlds. They did things differently than us, and now we're doing everything together. Right, well. exactly. And really, when you talk about everything together, it's really about building this dynamic sort of, I don't want to call it patient experience, but it's like a consumer, a healthcare consumer experience. Well, it is. And you, know, you think right? about the whole journey of 
during the conversion process. Yeah. There's other vendors. We love the ecosystem concepts. Working with tying in with other vendors and API with them, I, I think that's really powerful. And the hospitals like that too because mm -hmm. they don't want to quarterback everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so when when we come to the table and say, yeah, we integrate with them, we integrate with them, we, that's helpful. Right. right. And exactly. So, and they don't rely on just one vendor to do everything because that's usually like, you know, that's like a triathlete who does kind of a little, everything a little bit yeah, worse. Than, exactly. Uh, you know. And and the reason why that's happening, I think, the trend is, is because we have found that that healthcare consumer cannot fit like one segmented journey, right? I mean, we always yeah. like to do these patient journeys or customer journeys, but that's it's very complex, right? It's very complex. And so what we're looking at right now, we will have hard data on this soon, as we already know, we've looked at this before, we're gonna have more current data now, but we know that like when a consumer takes a heart HRA, yeah. um, about 18%, 20% will end up in, or present in ortho. Whoa. And so, and you know, another like 15% will present in GI. And so we have to look at the patient holistically, right? Because, and that's why the concept of a singular funnel yeah. really doesn't make sense yeah. from the consumer perspective. and. We're going to really start proving that out, and so. Wow! Yeah. Wait, I'm stuck with that, right? 18 percent. Yeah, a lot. I mean, that take an orthopedic HRA, a heart, a heart HRA, yeah, actually end up in in Ortho. orthopedics. Absolutely. Well, think about it. You that they're morbidly obese yeah. or obese. Yeah. Most of them that take the HRA. Right. So naturally, they're going to have mobility issues. Right. The average age is 55. So. And same with GI, they're gonna have, they're really interested in weight loss. Uh -huh. So these, we really, that's where we're, we really need to look at all the different ways to attract a consumer. And it's not just this service line needs you. Yeah. It's like, no, this is who you are and we want to talk to you as a consumer, so. The entire consumer needs you yes. for multiple different reasons. Well, and give them like, they might want to come in the front door, the back door. They might want to go up to the, in, give them many doors to come through. Right. And so. Right. And, you know, and I think about like hospitals and health systems. I mean, it's not, you're not saying that service line approaches are not important, right? They are. They're critical. There, there are certain people that are yeah. on that journey to get knee yeah. replacement or whatever, or heart heart, right. heart surgery or what have you. And, but, when, and when they're in the service line, that's, you want them to be specialized, mm -hmm. right? You really want that. Right. But the journey getting there might be through other service lines too. Right. And so, what we're seeing that, and same thing if they take like joint to wear, they can present in cardiovascular. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, it's kind of opening the funnel now, right? To all of those, like you said, like the entire healthcare consumer now. Yeah. And that really kind of threads the needle between good, strong service line development yeah. strategies, but also kind of this whole health approach. I don't like yeah. to use that term, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Or, or consumer centric. To be really consumer-centric means like, all right, I'm gonna to talk to this person differently than this person, et cetera. And so I think we're gonna be seeing more just focus on that in the coming years. Yeah. We will be, yeah, for sure, recognizing that. And so more personalized. Greg, this has been a really interesting conversation. I mean, I know these topics are coming up in the conference here. You know, people listening in, they might wanna know more about HealthAware, right? So yes. tell them how they can do that. Yeah, well, healthaware.com uh -huh. is our website. Um, contact us there. Um, our numbers are on their emails. Either way, we'll respond immediately. But And we have all kinds of sample HRAs. And if we know who you are, where you're from, I can actually give you examples of what healthcare systems like yours are doing with our HRAs and how they're successful with them. Very valuable. Yeah. Thanks so much for your yeah, time. You bet.
And so ends my field reporting here at Shushmid 2022 at National Harbor in Maryland. It's been a really interesting conference, a lot of exciting things that we've been talking about, and clearly you can see the topics that are uh, top of mind to all of us here are around recruiting, retention, ongoing patient engagement, patient experience. Uh, this conference has been full of lots of great content. So I encourage uh, everyone that uh, is participating in these conferences before to attend next year uh, and keep in touch with all the things that are going on. And speaking of which, if you want to keep in touch with things, make sure to jump out to touchpoint.health. That is our website where you can learn not only all about our podcast, everything that Reed and I record, and uh, others on our network record, but you can also jump out to the TPS report. It's a little link at the very top of the screen. Subscribe. It's a weekly email. Not only will we share with you latest articles and other things uh, across the industry, but we'll inform you of future upcoming healthcare conferences. So for Reed Smith, I'm Chris Boyer, and we will be back next week with some regular programming. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.